Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Crystal Knight, and welcome back to the show brought to you by Newsweek. This week, I'm discussing all things writer strike. As many of you know, there's a writer strike that's happening all across this country. Many of our favorite television shows and movies are either halted or maybe they finished production, but some of them won't continue while the TV writers are in an ongoing strike. This week, I'm speaking with Leanne Bowen. She is a television writer for some of the most popular shows like Ted Lasso and Dear White People. Welcome to the show, Leanne. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. I have lots of questions. And can you just explain to our listeners, what is the strike? We've, we've seen this before. This has happened before. People are picketing in New York, in LA, maybe other cities that people just don't know about. So could you just bring our listeners up to speed? Like, why is this strike happening now? And what are some of the tangibles that writers like yourselves are asking for by going on this strike? For sure. So over the last uh, maybe since since 2007, there's been this huge shift in the way television is made, shows are made. And like on your side of the aisle, you guys have seen the shift to streaming, which everyone loves and enjoys. Right. But what this sort of restructuring of the industry has given an opportunity for corporate Um, media services and the big corporations to sort of like restructure. It's allowed them to restructure um, how much they pay us. Um, It's allowed them to restructure how much they pay us after we're done with the show. As they continue to air shows on their streaming services, we don't, we aren't seeing the sort of um, uh, uh, residuals that we saw previously when shows were on broadcast. So, this whole restructuring has given them this opportunity to like just shift things around where we have seen our pay start to decrease. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen our residuals decrease. The strike in 2007 was actually because they started putting television shows on streaming services. Like um, they Hulu came out in 2007, 2008. So they're putting old shows on the streaming services and not paying any writers. Got and it. in 2007, we were like, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. We need to be paid for that. And now as we see it's, we're continuing to shift where we see um, Warner, like Disney, uh, Warner has sort of like merged with Discovery and, 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 there's all these shifts happening and we're seeing our uh, pay decrease. Another thing we're seeing is that previously in old, in old production models, writers used to be um, a part of the process through production. So you would write a show, we would shoot it. Writers would stick around, make sure the shoot's going well, do rewrites on set. Okay. Um, Um, inform directors about like, well, we talked about this in the room. So we want to make sure we get this idea here in the scene. 
And right now, writers are being cut out of that process um, with the new mo- the new production model. And that is like lowering, obviously lowering our income. Right. So right now, what, what writers feel like is like, we feel like we've been turned into a gig position, basically mm-hmm. like the same way you would hire, which is like happening across the board in all aspects of production, but we are not treated or valued as a pivotal part of uh, TV making anymore when in actuality we are a huge part of TV making. So we just want to establish that our position is not sort of um, devalued and our position isn't sort of like, you know, a lot of writers will work a job um, and because of, because our time with the, with the production has been cut short, we'll only work for 10 weeks on a show Got and it. then we have to find another show to work on, or we have to figure something out. Like right now, my husband and I are going to go on unemployment, not necessarily because of the strike, but because I was on a production that only had me on for 14 weeks and then they let me go and they're just continuing through production. So previously when you would work throughout the year, now we're just working for weeks right. at a time. Got it. Yeah. So let me, I want to back up to a few things that you said. It sounds like when shows are being rerun on streaming, writers mm-hmm. are not continuing to get paid, but maybe act like actors are, actors and actresses. So um, I don't know what the, act, we are getting paid. Okay. In 2007, we won that fight for residuals. Okay. However, um, we are still, we have since 2007, Every year we've renegotiated a contract. We've, we're asking for a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. It's been like a hard fight to get the residual pay back up to what it was back in in the nineties. Okay. Um, so it is still an ongoing fight. We're still it. We're slowly eking out, like little by little by little. And then as inflation rises, mm-hmm. that residual money is just not meeting sort of inflation uh, inflation costs. So I I know actors do receive uh, residuals. I'm not sure what, what they are, but at the same time, you know, we, we have a lot of people in the industry are saying that like writers and directors aren't making the gains that actors are. And I'm not to pit um, writers, writers against versus actors right, at all. We are, we are so, so in solidarity with each other, mm-hmm. but yeah, I can't, I can't speak to their, their numbers, but yeah. You mentioned that you've written for Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. You write, you know, maybe it's a 10 episode season or 12 episode season. Are you on throughout the duration of that season or just until the writing is done? Yeah, no, I'm just on through the writing process and then it shoots. How does it impact the show if writers are not on the set while something that they wrote is being produced? Because that makes so sense to me. Like if I wrote yeah. something, if I wrote for episode three or episode four, they're shooting it. But I've, you know, my my portion of the project is done, but maybe there's something wrong with the script on the day that they're shooting. But you're not on set because they've released you. Then that could absolutely affect the, you know, just the tenor of that particular episode. So how do they justify not having yeah. writers on set while they're filming the things that you literally just wrote? 
A hundred percent. So they have found a way around that. Um, so I'll go back to 2007 when writers went on strike and there were no writers on set. They produced a couple shows without writers on set. One was Heroes and everyone knows notoriously that season two of Heroes was not as good because there was no writers on set. But so what they do now uh, is the, we, they will only pay the showrunner to co- cover that, those duties. Wow. So now you have one person, one showrunner who is on set covering that. They're also in post-production watching edits of shows. And then they're also going back and doing rewrites. So they've literally um, taken all of the labor that a writer's room would do and given it to the one showrunner. And showrunners are kind of like, I do. I see a lot of great showrunners who are stretched thin, like stretched thin because they don't have a writing staff to help them out. So, you know, the showrunner is there to do the best that they can, but I do think it will benefit the production if there is a writing staff there to support them. Got it. So then there's, how does, how does this affect the unions that many writers are a part of? How does this affect, you know, um, being in a union, is it is it still worth, one, I guess the first question is, are you a part of the writer's union? And then two, yeah. if you are, how does it affect that? Because it seems like they're trying to make television writing into a gig job, meaning you, you do yeah. it and then you're like, it's, you know, they're trying to make it into the gig economy. And so is it really worth, do you find value in any writer or writers that are a part of writer's unions or television unions or creative unions um, when instances like what's happening right now take place? Oh, 100%. I think it's only because we're in a union, we're able to like stop this like progression to a gig economy. If there were no union, it would be much worse. You know, one thing that we consider a Hollywood, a strong union town, and we are, we're a strong union town. We have We have the Screen Actors Guild, the Directors Guild, we have the Writers Guild, we have an Editors Guild. All of the production uh, people are in their own guild. We have IATSE, we have Teamsters. And the reason was because back in the 30s, when studios were becoming those big entities that they were, MGM, all of those, they ran their companies like a like a corporation they owned actors um (laughs) you know there are stories of old hollywood stories of like they would make this actor could only work in in movies in this studio and they made sure that their relationships lined up to what they it was just like it was exploitation at the highest level so since the 1930s we have been protecting Mm -hmm. our workers because there is so much money to be made in our industry. And so we need unions to ensure that every single person on a, on a movie set, on a TV set is not exploited. Um, yeah, we have a lot of strong protections um, to protect even the health and safety of people on production. They, if they could work us 18 hours, they would work us 18 hours. But oh we have unions. They do. I mean, we do have 14 hour shoots now. And like, that is crazy to me. But like, that is how far that's the line that unions were all able to say no. And studios were able to say like, okay, well, this is what we want. And so that we're constantly fighting for those lines. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Wow. Well, thank God that you are a part of the union. And that many of your, you know, fellow co workers or colleagues across the country Mm -hmm 
are standing in solidarity. And I think that's the thing that, you know, as a non-television writer and just a, a person mm-hmm. who consumes TV and consumes, you know, a lot of these favorite shows, we don't understand the background that you all go through. And so how does the strike personally impact you as a writer? You talked about, you know, unemployment. Um, I'm sure you yeah. you know of other stories. People have other jobs. Like what in an ideal world, if you're writing for a particular show, how should it how should the work environment, you know, what should the life of the project be? Should you get hired to write and stay on through the life of the show and then you move on to the next show or you move on to the next season? Because I'm curious, like I want our listeners to understand how you personally and just how writers individually are impacted when you have to be forced to go on strike to fight for better rights, to fight for better working conditions. Yeah, the strike is really hard. Like, like truth be told, my husband and I were just able to purchase a house. So we literally closed on our house a month before the strike. And we're like, Oh, how long is this going to last? We have a mortgage now. Um, it's, the strike is going to be really hard on a lot of people because a lot of writers were already living pretty precariously. Um, you know, I've known, so I know a lot of writers that have, um, have not worked since before the pandemic. Um, and so this strike is hurting, hurting a lot of writers. However, I think, you know, we voted for a 98% strike authorization a lot of the writers are like, things need to change. And we know the hit that we're going to take because of this strike. But if we do, if we don't strike now, it's just going to make things worse later down the line. And that's just not something I think we can endure. I think enduring maybe five months of a strike is worth, is worth it considering we could endure another decade of just further exploitation as, as things begin to shift. So thinking about just the changes that have been happening across the industry, I hear a lot of people saying, well, it's streaming, it's streaming's <laughs> fault, but there are writers who write for streaming services, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what's the gap for people like me who don't understand? Sure. You have, you know, your traditional big cable television shows, but you also have shows that have been on TV that have moved to streaming. Then you also have mm-hmm. shows that are just produced for streaming exclusively. How yes. should we as consumers think about like how that's affecting you and what you do? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things to consider with streaming. One thing is that I think a lot of the big streamers say Apple, HBO max, um, Netflix have been really quiet and secretive about their operations. Whereas um, how many, you know, we just barely were able to, to eck out tiers of payment based on subscriber levels when that wasn't a number that was previously disclosed to us. Um, how many people are watching a show? They, they're protective of those numbers because I think they know that if we have access to the data that they have as to like, how much of an impact a show has, how big a show is, how many subscribers are tuning into the show, we can start to echo out how valuable we are. So they have like closed off a lot of access to like how they even operate. And so that's one thing streaming has allowed them to do. And then like we mentioned before, um, streaming shows are generally 10 episode series. And so 
what they, uh, what we'll do is like, we will work for only say 14 weeks, 18 weeks, not beyond through production. Mm -hmm. And, and like I mentioned before, that's something that we really want to see happen as writers. Um, And um, yeah, there's just been a lot of, we just, we've just been sort of closed off to sort of like what is happening with streaming as it grows, where it's going and it is being fully run like, like Apple, you know, is, you know, the show that I'm, I'm on, the show's on Apple. However, Apple's very much been running their TV. Like they do their tech industry is like, no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, and so um, we can't, we don't have access, but we do see how much money they're making. So we Got do it. know that this is profitable. We do know that there is millions, uh, billions of dollars that, they are accruing, but we are, we have been treated like, uh, yeah, we've just been treated like, um, we aren't, we aren't as valuable as we used to be. So we want to make sure that what we want to ensure is that if someone wants to have a career in writing, they can have a career. It's not a gig job. It's not a job that they have to get another job on. And it is not fair to be in a position where you are literally creating we're creating the content that is making these companies billions of dollars. So we just want to create an environment where this job is a career and not a gig. The other thing I think that you continue to say, you know, is we don't know what's going on. Do the actors. And again, this isn't a conversation to pit writers against actors, but how can actors and actresses help speak up for you guys? Because I've seen, some of them come out bringing food or donuts or saying I'm standing yeah. in solidarity. How do they help advocate for you all? Because you guys, you help them, right? You help them look good when they're yeah. either doing their live TV segments or if they're just being an actor on a show or in a movie, how does it affect the actors as well? And and what role can they play? If, if there's an actor out here saying, I don't know what to do, which I couldn't imagine that there is, but, you know, let's just say that there is. How could you, what would you say to an actor or an actress that's listening? Sure. So, you know, a lot of actors are in huge support for us. As soon as the strike um, happened, actors from Dear White People were texting me like, where do we go? Where do I, what studio do I go? I want to be on the picket line. So they were helping out there. Just last week, the cast of Ted Lasso was picketing in front of, Warner Brothers with us, which is fantastic. Um, and also the Screen Actors Guild, which is the union they're a part of, has been incredibly supportive of us. And they have shown up to picket lines. Um, and, you know, at a certain point, it's it's up to this the actors um, how far they want to take it. You know, we've had our Teamsters. I'm not saying that they uh, any actor should, um, but our Teamsters have promise not to cross picket lines, which is like our hair and make some hair and makeup people and um, other people in other industries have promised not to cross picket lines, which have shut down production, which has been like incredible. But I think actors maybe know even a little less about the business than we do because a showrunner writers and showrunners are so tied to production where we know budgets and we know this and we know that. So I do think that, they are probably a little more disconnected from um, how exactly the business is run. So 
um, but just generally and not to their fault at all, because there are a lot of aspects of show of movie making and TV making where people are just like, they have no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, even though you're a part of like, you're making the same, you know, pie or whatever, then, yeah. but you're, you're, you just have different roles and that totally makes yeah. sense. Like you wouldn't necessarily know every single thing for the entire production, but you do understand like the writer's role is critical. Like every role is critical. And so I'm oh, always yeah. curious how people who are in the same industry, they're affected by you guys not, not writing, right? Like yes. it's not yes. just 100%. the actors, it's the folks, it's people who provide food and catering, you know, it's the trailers, like all these different aspects come yeah. to a halt. Yeah, I think they're taking a big hit too right now because, and they may be taking an even bigger hit because they, some members of production aren't part of a union. They can't fight for things the way we can. And they work even smaller gigs because they're only there for the shooting portion. So, you know, a lot of production roles are taking an even bigger hit than we are. But like I said, that we are very much supported by a lot of aspects of production because they all understand, they all have their contracts that they have to negotiate and they all know how much our studios would love to just pay them less, make yeah. them work less. Right. So we're all sort of in really big support of each other um, and this fight because when it turns around, IATSE just almost struck. IATSE covers a lot of areas of production. Who is IATSE just for people who don't know what IATSE is? Sure. IATSE covers a lot of people. They cover camera. They they cover the camera department. They cover the grips. They cover, you know, the builders. They cover a lot of the physical aspects of production. And they were negotiating a contract, I think, two years ago. And they almost went on strike. And we were in a huge support of them as well. So, you know, we all have the same fight and it's always us, the, us, the workers, the production people, the people who make the shows, it's always us versus the studios. And so when these fights happen, we're like right on sister, right on brother. We are here. We are here to fight so that when they have their fights, we're right here behind them. So, But Leanne, you think that, you know, these writer strikes, like you said, it, it hasn't, doesn't happen every year, but they've happened enough where studios should just do the right thing. So why do you why do you <laughs> think that we keep seeing these happen? Like why why do how did we get here again essentially? I think I mean I'm going to, you know, throw out the big word but that's just capitalism. Mm-hmm. That is just their 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 objective is profit. And as much profit as they can make, that is the bottom line. They're sh- they're answering to shareholders. So if they could, they will continue to squeeze out as much profit as they can, whether it means cutting a cost here, bottom line. And so as unions, our effort is always to squeeze their profit objective, is always to fight for what we're worth, always to fight. It is, it will always be a fight. I don't think, I I just, (laughs) doing the right thing is the opposite of what <laughs> their corporate agenda is. Um, if they could, if they could pay us, if they could not pay us at all, I think that would be their ultimate goal. Honestly. I mean, they need to make as much money as possible. And so 
any way they can, they right. will. And so that's just the, that is just the point. Is there anything else that you think people should know just about the writer's strike? Maybe something that I did not ask that you'd really like to get across so that folks know like what's going to happen with their favorite show. I don't know. That's a big question for me. We've had writer strikes that lasted five months. We've had writer strikes that lasted three months. We've had writer strikes that lasted two weeks. So I have no idea. That is a worry of mine as well. Um, just as someone with a family and now a mortgage, I'm really not sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think studios need to make shows. They need to make movies. They need to make content. So at some point, we're going to have to reach an agreement. And I'm curious to see what that is. And I hope that it is something that is viable for us, that our side of the industry doesn't turn into something that won't sustain us. Well, Leanne, I really appreciate you talking to us. And hopefully, you know, the negotiators are able to come to an agreement so that you all can be paid and have more equitable rights in a number of different facets of, you know, everything that we've just discussed. But if not, hold out, hold strong. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I am with you. you all the way. I'm, I'm pro union. So anything that I can do to help continue giving voice to this important topic, I'm happy to do. But I think people need to understand that the things that we enjoy for entertainment, someone is working to produce that. Yeah. And you have a livelihood just like the rest of us. It's unfortunate that, you know, this strike will impact you and your family, you know. And so I think about you and all of the other writers out there that I don't know who are having to have these same tough conversations, particularly around finances or just anything that how it's impacting them on a personal level. So I really do appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and share your thoughts and your feelings. And I hope that studios are listening. They're paying attention because you all make the entertainment industry what it is, literally. So thank you thank so you. much. I appreciate that. I appreciate it so much. And thank you for being curious about this. I know it's confusing and it, there's a lot of things happening. So I really appreciate that. You know, we just see the headlines. Writers are on strike. There won't be any new shows for two or three months, but we don't understand like how you even got yeah. here. And so this is helpful. Absolutely. Okay, great, great, great. I'm glad. We've been speaking with Leanne Bowen, television writer for shows like Ted Lasso and Dear White People. Thank you again, Leanne. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Crystal Night Show brought to you by Newsweek. The best way you can support us is to give your five-star review on Apple iTunes and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast to The Crystal Night Show. After being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. <laughs> 
Which is like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The Parting Shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts.